0: sisters so sit back relax and let's get creepy welcome to episode 170 and the second episode of halloween and in this episode we are going to talk about the crow from 1994 which i this is actually my first viewing but not because i didn't want to watch it not because i just never got around to it it's because i knew what happened in real life and i just Mm -hmm. i just knew that it was just going to rip me to shreds yeah because I knew, like, this was, like, I was going to like it. I just knew that, you know, mm-hmm. which I yeah, do. like,
1: just his look is so you.
0: Oh, my gosh. It's so me. Like, <laughs> yes. And not even just, like, it's just such a tragedy, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, so I'm going to start with, I'm sure most people know this, but I'm just going to start with a trigger warning. We're going to talk about real death, like mm-hmm. actual real life really happened death surrounding this film but i mean it is just uh like the film itself is wonderful but that's only like part of the fi- the film story you know
1: yeah actually part of the story also deserves a trigger warning because it basically starts out with rape also that yeah so
0: you know, moving forward, just tread lightly, I suppose the film itself doesn't feel, you know, like there's a lot of trigger warning, rape and sexual assault type things where it's like, okay, this is very gruesome and graphic. And I'm not like all rape, sexual assault is graphic, but this one is more tolerable than some counterparts, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But still, still awful. But They did it very cut up. Yeah, it's
1: almost more alluded to. Like, you definitely know, but you don't watch it. Exactly.
0: You know exactly what happened, and you kind of see things from like her POV looking at them, like taunting her, but then it's kind of like implied. So, yeah. Yeah. And not even just implied, but like later they even say it, but like in the moment, very implied of what's happening. So, basically, this film is a revenge story in a very interesting way. Mm -hmm. And this film starts out with a crime has been committed on October 30th in Detroit. There's a crime scene where this woman has been beaten and raped and her fiancé has died after being basically thrown out of a window as well as like stabbed shot. Like he, he just got the works. Right. Right. But basically what, you know, the last thing was he fell out a window. I think a six story window is what they said. The couple was going to get married literally the next day.
1: Yep. This was tragic. on the October 30th. They were going to get married on Halloween, which is awesome. Yes. And
0: there is a police officer in the center of this, as well as a young girl. And the young girl, she's probably like eleven or so, maybe 12-ish. twelve ish, old enough 13, to be, yeah. yeah, old enough to be self sufficient, but still too young to go through what she's going through in her life, you know. Mm-hmm. And she is central to this because her mother is a drug addict and involved in these crime rings that are in this movie, and she was really close to the couple because she pretty much stayed with them more than she stayed with her own mom. So this woman unfortunately dies in the hospital, and we already knew that her fiancé, his name is Eric, died. And basically Eric, a year later, gets brought back from the dead to have his revenge story. Yeah, which is fucking awesome. Yep. And his little the crow, though, I mean, there's a crow that actually gives him this power. Like it taps on his gravestone, he wakes up, and this crow is with him the whole time. It's almost like the crow is his sidekick, but the crow is actually like without the crow, he's nothing.
1: Yeah, like he even sees through the crow sometimes. Exactly. So the crow is supernatural. Mm
0: -hmm. Like it's almost like this life balance force. You know what I mean?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like this was wrong and fucked up. And so I'm going to bring you back to make this right. Right. So basically we just go on a killing spree (laughs) for the people that were like raped and killed his fiance and himself. And that, I mean, the plot's, very simple. Yes. And I think that was one of the things that was so well done about this film.
1: Yeah, it's just a typical 90s action movie. But it is on the darker side. And we have the love story in the background. And then he's also trying to take care of this girl. And it just all works. And he's still going through the death of his love. Like throughout the whole movie, we're watching his flashbacks of him missing her and trying to go through this. Right. And he didn't, I mean, he died and then she died and he comes
0: back and is processing all this for the first time. He goes back to their home and it's in shambles
1: and, yeah, you know. And when like, he touches things, he can feel not, he doesn't just see the memory, but he also feels it. Like he touches her wedding ring or her, her engagement ring and he has all the feelings that she went through of the rape and beating and being on, you know, trying to be saved for three hours and he has all of that physical pain as well.
0: Right. And of course there's a supernatural aspect where he cannot be killed. Mm -hmm. Like he gets shot several times and it just heals like right in front of people. So he's, Basically, like a much more badass Batman.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny because that's literally what Connor said as we were watching it. He's like, oh my God, I might have ruined this for myself because this is just Gotham and he's just Batman.
0: (laughs) But like way better. Yeah. Because he's not just like some wealthy dude. Like, you know, he is tracking down criminals because these people are like menaces to society.
1: Yeah, or you could look at it also because especially the face paint, like he's a anti-hero joker the joker instead of like an anti-villain where he's funny and we still like the joker he's yes like, yeah absolutely like i the he first of all i don't like
0: if anybody had died in this film regardless of like you know how they looked but man he's so nice to look at Oh, yeah.
1: Boy, let me (laughs) tell
0: you, especially when he's all painted up like that, you know, I just have a thing. Tell me
1: about it. Okay, so here's like one of my pieces of trivia. Christian Slater, I guess, was offered this role, was one of the many who he (laughs) he rejected this role, but it was offered to him. And I'm trying like, I love him and I will love anything he's in, but I cannot picture him in this fucking role at all.
0: No, it was so perfect for Brandon Lee, yeah,
1: so Brandon Lee is Bruce Lee's
0: son, and yep. it it was just like, oh gosh, like the the legends, first of all mm-hmm. like, but unfortunately, like, like we'll get to everything unfortunate later, but like, ugh, I just to watch him grow as an actor would have been such a gift.
1: oh, it would have been amazing. like he was twenty. 20- Eight at the time that this happened so he had so much more to go yeah and he this movie was so well done he was so it wasn't because this could have been so especially in the 90s mm-hmm. the crow could have been so cheesy okay let's be like there is some cheese to it there is some well, yeah it's an affliction of the 90s it, But like I'm yes it feels 90s it could have been bad yes absolutely not bad like (laughs) i was reading so i did a lot of research on this because once it was over i just wanted to know so fucking much and one of the things that they were talking about the director was talking about is that when he was originally given this movie to do the studio corporate head people told him that they wanted basically they wanted to do this with michael jackson like they did the whiz so like more of a musical mm-hmm. and Michael Jackson. And he's like that. He literally laughed. And then everybody just stared at him like they were actually being serious. And he was like, a- a no. And thankfully, Brendan Lee came on board and it it just took on the darker feel.
0: I love how dark and like macabre and like just gothic-y and like, I mean, I think it it needs that air of grief and pain. Yes. You know, I think that really is what makes this film so unique and brilliant. And like, just it, you just feel it like the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, like the pain that he's in and the revenge that he needs. And, you know, sometimes when people are getting revenge, like in revenge stories, you're like, oh, you kind of feel bad for like, the people they're getting revenge on but like nope
1: yeah definitely none of these guys i also like the fact that yes he is supernatural yes you can't actually really kill him until he his deed is done basically or you kill the crow but he also he's not impenetrable like he gets shot a lot he fucks up a lot but he's making it through like because he's just he was just in a band before. It's not like he did this his whole life and then was brought back to re- for revenge. He's figuring it out along the way with his new body that can take a lot of beating. Right. And then another thing, too, like this is a perfect
0: opportunity and like a perfect revenge character because you can't die and you've already died. Mm-hmm. Two things here. You have absolutely nothing to lose
1: yep so minus the girl
0: right but i mean again he's already died once so yeah he's already lost her once and i it doesn't really get into it but like how long does he have you know
1: right exactly
0: like until his deed is done does he just have until halloween is up is it like a cinderella type of thing you Mm, know right you don't really know. It's kind of ambiguous about that fact. So if I was brought back and this was my only mission and I couldn't die, like, and that's why he's so reckless because n- literally nothing can hurt him. Right. And even if they kill them, like they eventually do, the only reason that becomes an issue is because they're threatening to hurt the little girl that he cares about. Otherwise, it's like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. Like, I have nothing. You've already taken it from me. You've taken my life and hers once already. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take as many of you down as I can. That I hope like if anything like that would ever happen to me, that I hope some crow comes to my grave. <laughs> let me tell you. And it wouldn't be guns either. Yeah. That is not what I would do.
1: Yeah, y'all know how I feel about guns and horror movies. I feel like it takes the horror out of it, and it does. This is definitely more of a superhero movie, but it does have that dark torturedness to it. And they bring out freaking swords and stuff at at points, so that helps. Well, and two, there's this other character. There's this crime boss, and he has Mm -hmm. this
0: girlfriend who is very witchy. Yeah. Who plucks out people's eyeballs, too. Yeah. So that almost felt a little out of place to Mm -hmm. me if I had to say something. But they also needed someone to figure out how to kill the crow. And these crime bosses and crime people ring is not are they're not smart enough to figure that out.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: You know, so that's why she was placed there, which that was kind of like a horror element too. Mm -hmm. they basically tortured this poor girl and used her for enjoyment to the point where she died and they she's like wow she has such beautiful eyes and they just plucked them right out yeah and used them for whatever you know burning Mm -hmm. them and
1: yeah and like smoking them like they're inhaling the smoke from the burning eyeball yeah
0: yeah yeah so there is some sort of like little witchy character Mm -hmm. there too so you know got uh, quite a bit you know, of horror in it, which is why it's under the subgenre.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but it is definitely actiony and it looks so good too. Like when you say dark, I mean, it's dark in the, the atmosphere, but it's also dark visually. Mm-hmm. And also not just that it's, it's beautifully shot.
1: Yes. The director was originally going to do everything in black and white, except for the flashbacks, which would be in color but they ended up turning that down and instead what he did was it's still very dark very muted tones and, but it's there is some color like it would be a dark red or a dark blue but there's still color in it and it still gives you that depressed feeling and yeah even from the 90s like I'm not saying 90s is bad film but you can like some of it is bad this still looks beautiful
0: It does. It holds up very well. Like there are some, there's a little bit of grain to 90s film. Like when you look at, even from the early 2000s, like one of the final destination films we recently watched Mm
1: -hmm. was like
0: what, 2001 or whatever. There's a little bit of aging to that film quality. Mm -hmm. This one looks like everything was done intentionally. Like if someone made that film now, I would just assume that was all done with intent. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, and they also do like these cityscape shots that look like they're like almost like hand done, like, you know, Mm -hmm. sets like built, but they're supposed to look very artistic and, you know, almost painted. Mm -hmm. So that that's cool too. And I don't think you very rarely get a daytime shot in this. I think maybe once.
1: Yeah. Maybe twice. I think if you ever get them, it's usually with the young girl and she's on her skateboard or something like that.
0: Like the next day when he's laying on his grave, waiting for her to come back for yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's always, sim- that's very symbolic the whole time. And then you're also like, fuck yeah every time he's killing somebody too so there's also that it's not just like death and depression the whole time i mean it is death but like when he's killing people and getting revenge you're like stoked and excited Mm -hmm.
1: exactly because you're with him and it's not like he's quiet about it he's not super funny like a freddy but he also makes his you know dark ass gallows humor quips as he's killing these people right yeah i mean it's not i wouldn't say a
0: fun film but yeah I told Brad I was like you have got to watch that with me again because that is a film that I'm going to watch many times over
1: I'm surprised he hasn't seen it me too
0: and he even said he wanted to watch it but he got caught up in something he was doing and I was like no you you do need to watch Mm -hmm. it and it's really really good it's just so there's still just that sadness every time you're looking at brandon lee
1: Mm -hmm. and part of that is the the clown face that he has on is all black and white and it you know it has a painted on smile but you can just like see it through the face even well that
0: and like you know that he died making this film yeah like so like when i'm every time i look at him i'm just like To know that he never got to see the final product and never got to share his creation himself.
1: Well, I have something even sadder for you. Oh, great. So this movie has a lot of parallels to real life, interestingly enough. And Shelley and Eric were in this movie. It was the night before their wedding that they died. In real life, Brandon Lee and his fiance, Eliza, were... The week after the filming wrapped, we're going to fly to Mexico to get married.
0: Damn, bro.
1: Yeah. So that's why at the very end, it has a little thing that this is for Brandon and Eliza. And that's that's her.
0: I was wondering who Eliza was. Yeah. I'm glad she one part of me is like, I'm glad she has that last little thing. But if it wasn't for that last little thing, she wouldn't have lost him in the first place.
1: Right. And then that brings in a whole other thing. So a lot of what we're dealing with actually literally nowadays in the public eye, we're seeing it a lot where unions are becoming a problem again. They're not big corporations are not allowing unions to form and they really need to be around to protect people. And that is literally why Brandon Lee lost his life. Because They didn't have the union guys there. They had a staffing issue. They didn't have the proper people backstage, uh, like, putting, you know, the blanks and stuff into weapons. And that's what happened. They had – they fucked up. They chose the, you know, lowest paying, the lowest cost. And this poor man lost his life for it.
0: Yeah, they loaded a blank with, like, real pressured – like gunpowder and shot a blank at him and it killed him. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like it shot him in the abdomen so hard that he.
1: Yeah. They had fired it earlier and a piece of it got lodged in the gun. And the union people would normally go through and clear all that stuff. They didn't. They missed it. They put more powder in there so that it would look smoky, so that it wouldn't look fake on film. And it actually shot him.
0: Yeah. I mean, they almost scrapped it too. I think it even changed.
1: It did. Paramount. mm -hmm. Paramount had it, and as soon as this happened, they didn't want to do it anymore. And they actually created a studio purely for this movie. They got the rights, they got everything together, they got a stunt guy to do any parts that they could. They had actually created a mask of Brandon Lee's face before he died so that they could use it for stunt things. Cool. They had the mask, so they figured, you know, we could put that on the stunt guy to finish some of these scenes. They didn't. They actually ended up burning the mask because it creeped everybody out so much after he died. Fair. Mm -hmm. But they did use a stunt guy to finish what scenes they could, and they decided to finish the movie for Brandon, basically, because he put so much love and effort into this movie.
0: Yeah, and he was almost done.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this, once again, I talk about it a lot. There's some great series on Shudder, and this is one of them. It's called Cursed Films, and it talks about the deaths that happen on films. It talks about Poltergeist, and we talked about Twilight Zone, the movie, and it talks about this one as well. And this one was really sweet in the fact that you could tell that everyone really loved Brandon so much and they did not want this to happen. And they it took a lot of thought and love and care to even bring this movie about still. Like, everyone wanted to scrap it, but they were like, we've got to do this for him.
0: Yeah, and not only that, like, obviously that's a tragedy, but there were so many other people that worked so hard on this film, Yeah, you know? And yeah, it's just... What a horrible accident. And I'm sure that that set such a precedent for film in general at that mm-hmm. point.
1: It did, actually. They were saying that that changed basically how you do any shootings in film. Basically, what they do now is they'll do camera angle tricks to make it look like you're pointing the gun at somebody, but they are always pointing the gun away from somebody.
0: Instead, you just used to actually shoot them. But. <laughs> right. God that's like uh like it's just so hard to wrap my head around you're just standing there doing a scene and then all of a sudden you've actually been shot you know
1: yeah i i am not saying at all that this is not a tragedy because it absolutely is but he did actually pass very quickly he they got him and he fell back and they went to check on him because he was supposed to fall forward instead of backwards And literally at that point, they couldn't wake him up, and within minutes, his pulse was gone, so.
0: Mm, They did work on him for six hours at the hospital, though. They did, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they tried to do Mm -hmm. surgery and stuff, but he he was gone at that point, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ugh, I can't imagine being on crew at that point, being the one that fired the gun.
1: That that man actually took a long time off of filming at all. He didn't do any roles, and he still kind of blames himself a little bit. He says that that's like that's a recurring nightmare that he still has, and all of that mm, stuff. The
0: PTSD, i sure, yep. is so real.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm glad that the it did well at the box office and it did well critically. And I'm glad that it was such a well done film. Like, not that it would have been made, you know, like, oh, he died for a shitty film. Like, I'm not saying (laughs) like that would have mattered. But I mean, it is a brilliant I mean, I thought I thought it was so well done. Yeah,
1: I love that it's loved so much. I mean, it has its own cult following. Yeah, and it doesn't,
0: it's it's not even just because a death is tied to it either. Right. Like, it is genuinely a good movie.
1: Yes. And recently, we did our uh, HHH about based on true events, and Amanda quoted a quote in here a, a couple times, and it was really good just to know that those things can still be quoted.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, I would. Personally, like, I know this is probably a shorter, you know, review, but I mean, there's a lot of things to be said, but I, I mean, for me, like, it probably gets a four, like, Mm -hmm. maybe four and a half, pretty close to a five. I mean, again, those are just a little bit harder for me to give but it's such a solid film like this will continue to stay in my rotation and not just for October but it's still definitely very much a Halloween movie because Mm -hmm. it all happens October 30th and October 31st
1: exactly like we see trick-or-treaters at one point it's not like a huge thing but we do see them and I agree four out of five for me this is a great film I always forget that I like it I've seen it a couple times because it's one of Connor's favorite movies and I always forget that I like it until I watch it again, but beautifully done movie.
0: And as far as Rotten Tomatoes go, I mean, people tend to agree. It's got an 83% from the critics with 60 critic reviews and a 90% from the audience with over 250,000 audience That So, I mean, with that many ratings and reviews and the consensus being that high, people loved it. And you know, the the 90s plague does not, <laughs> un, you know, it's not free from that, but it's so minute compared to other films. They, the one-liners are pretty rare. They do happen, but, you know, we are watching it. It doesn't take you out of it, mm-hmm. at least. There right. are some films where I'm like, good God, like... <laughs> Where the 80s were forgivable because it was the 80s and it was endearing. And then the 90s, we were over it. But it doesn't do that to you, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for this review of The Crow. And we hope you're having a great Halloween And we hope you continue to have a great week. And we will see you back here tomorrow as we continue the week of Halloween. And as always, you can find us on all of our social medias to continue our poll and our contests, so we can tell you who the winner is. Yeah. Yeah, At the end of the month here, we'll see who won all those. Everything is the Extra Sisters podcast, except for Twitter, which is at the Extra Sisters. And if you would like to join our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast.
1: And tomorrow, it'll take what you love most. Till then, stay creepy.